Join the revolution. Fuck it. The fuck it button is the power button. Everyone has a fuck it button, but no two fuck it buttons are the same. Say no to fear, overthinking, shame and judgment. Life is short. Fuck it. This podcast explores when guests have, wish they had, would and could press their fuck it button. I'm Zoe Lem and this is the Fuck It Button. Peter McIver, aka PMAC, is a motivated, passionate, and dedicated personal trainer. Growing up in London in the heady heights of Camden, Peter found his passion for fitness and his motivation to focus on health, optimised living, and striving to master the art of trusting the process. 16 years on, Peter focuses energy on inspiring, motivating women everywhere to understand their bodies and how they can achieve maximum energy, fitness and drive to learn and grow and evolve in their routines, regimes and nutrition through the lessons he's learned on his journey. Welcome to the podcast, Peter McIver, aka P Mac. Thank you very much for having me. I'm sure everyone on the retreat will be watching this to see if you can crack the code. <laughs> so what Peter's re- Max referring to is um, he runs retreats. I have run a, gone on a couple of Pete, um, Peter's retreats in recent months. And uh, more recently, there have been discussions around whether or not we can, <laughs> we can crack Pmac open and uh, and and find out more about who is the real <laughs> Pmac. Yes. So, um, well, thanks for coming on today, um, Pmac. And um, I think in the tradition of the podcast, rather than kind of go over a kind of um, childhood and um, historical route to find out who you are, um, I like to start off by trying to find out what makes you tick. So um, I just wanted to ask you, PMAC, um, what makes you tick? What makes you happy and brings you joy? What brings me joy? Yeah. I think now in my life, I told myself a month ago, you're going to live your life without a handbrake on anymore. Okay. And what that means basically is if you're thinking about doing it, that's it. Do it. Yeah. Don't like have a pressed. Yeah. yeah. Don't have a handbrake anymore. Okay. You're too yeah. old. Too old to be to think about it. Like for example, my aim was to do four retreats this year. Yeah. No, that's not my aim. I will do four retreats this year. So you're kind of talking as if it exists rather than yeah. hoping and aspiring that it might do. Yeah. So, so taking the handbrake off. Have you previously? felt that you have you had a handbrake on so yeah. sort of consciously deciding to press press the yeah. fuck it button I guess and and take that handbrake off what what did things look like before the handbrake was taken off so I probably would have only done two probably three retreats this year um separating from my previous retreat partner I probably would have stayed there um I was working with an online coach coaching team um before yeah. I left them before having a plan about what I was going to do next. Okay. 
just know so so that's the retreats but kind of in life in general this the idea of taking the the handbrake off what does that mean for you that's you, one element of what you do isn't it the retreats but your work in general is working with people one-to-one you do online courses yeah. private clients yeah. um and then these retreats are where you bring a lot of your i guess audience and um probably clients together to share a goal and an objective and an experience isn't it so what does taking the handbrake off in life in general look like is that is that part of the sort of happiness yeah, and joy as well in my relationships and the way i approach women in the sense of just go for it yeah I'm so looking for the perfect woman, but yeah, we all know no one's perfect. But no one's perfect for sure. But sometimes there's a there is a perfect woman for me. Yeah, I find an excuse. Yeah, to not to get myself out of it. And my biggest problem is I'm 37 and I've been single most of my life. So yeah, and I've made I've done everything like. I bought my house myself. I bought my car myself. I bought everything myself. So it's hard. You don't actually need anyone. You just, it's now a matter of what you want to enhance yeah. what you have built yourself. So, so it's hard. It's, it, I've got to a stage where it's hard for me to let go of control. Like, for example, I like cooking. I like cleaning. I like to lay the bed. I like to, I like, I like, I like dealing with that stuff. If a woman came in my life and she started dealing with that stuff, I'll be like, no, 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 no. Like, give me back my... So, control. what I'm hearing, Peter, is there's some element of control and yeah. perfectionism in there. Yeah. Does that... Is that something that's always been there? Is that something that has developed? Does that... Where does that come from? That comes from myself. That That's developed. That's something you like. You don't like cleaning. Like you don't wake... Like you don't... <laughs> I bloody hate it. <laughs> you, you don't get up at 10 years old and say, oh, I'm going to clean the house. No. But you just something like, I think because I go to a lot of clients' houses. Yeah. I see how well, <laughs> well presented their house is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they've cleaned up before you came around. It looks shit before you got there. So I'm, I'm the same, but, but it, it makes me want to be like, okay, this is how my house should be. Okay. So you, I, look, do you look for, in, in general in life, do you look for... Sort of templates or examples of how of aspiration how you want to be i mean that's the cleaning element and kind of that aspiration of lifestyle i guess does, yeah. does any of that come from your roots from your from your family is, is there any influence yeah definitely my mum she, she was a hoarder a hoarder yeah yeah so, so her, her house was full of stuff and i hate yeah. it and that's why i don't like stuff I don't like I don't like physical stuff. Like I'll just at lunch with someone, they said to me, "Your house from the outside just looks so clean." I went, "Yeah, because and it looks it looks it, look, it looks so empty." And I went, "Yeah, because I do not show want, home." Yeah, I do not want stuff here. What What does the stuff mean to you though? So obviously that your mum had stuff. What was the reason she had stuff? Did she enjoy the stuff? Didn't know how to get rid of it, or what? What? Where did that sort of? Or because, how did that kind of manifest itself? It was because we couldn't afford that much. So she thought she couldn't get rid of the stuff because right. it, it meant something of value. But okay. yeah. Does, so for her, probably collecting the things and keeping hold of them was a way of keeping hold of memories as well as some level of, I guess, a control in a different way, isn't it? You've taken control into a way of 
mm-hmm. decided and controlling this sort of minimalism, whereas she felt she was controlling her life through keeping hold of it and having some level of attachment to stuff that that she maybe, as you say, maybe couldn't afford or felt that there was some importance put in the things. Yeah, definitely. So for her, there was, I guess, some level of emotional connection to the stuff. For you taking the stuff out and keeping it clean, how does that, does that mean, is it a way of creating space, I guess, mentally as well as physically? Is that? I think I don't like chaos. Okay. So if I... Like if I go out right now, before I leave this house, yeah, be a position where even if you came home back with me right now for coffee, yeah. whatever, it's ready for you to come to the house. I okay, just, I like that freedom, pre- preparation of yeah. So just and that, I guess that comes into the control, doesn't it? Being prepared is almost controlling the situation. So so that's quite a big thing then for you to decide consciously to take the handbrake off a bit because if you're got quite a tight control over yeah. quite a lot of areas of your life. The idea of pressing the fuck it button, um, it's letting go, isn't it? How, I mean, does let is is letting go a scary place? Yeah, by far, by far. Yeah. Like you're telling yourself you're going to do four, four retreats in one year. You, you have to pay for the venue before you've even got one person signed up. So. But that's but that's kind of like risk within a control situation in a way, isn't it? Because you're controlling the number, and then obviously there's a risk because you have to find the people. Um, that's, I guess, you, I guess, manifesting and 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 aspiring to achieve. So there's a, an achievement element in all of that. So does so going back to kind of this idea of happiness and joy, at the moment prior to pressing the hand pulling off the handbrake did the happiness and joy come from the controlling and now you're trying to find the joy in the letting go of control a bit am I right in my thing is letting go is just maybe because I'm so regimented yeah um regimenting is great and but it's so my approach to everything is regimented. Everything. Yeah. Even yeah. Day regimented. Okay, let's go for yeah. coffee. Let's go for coffee. And the reason why I'm going for coffee is because I don't want to take you out for dinner because I take you out for dinner and I don't like you. I've got to spend another hour with you. So, I've got so you've coffee. already, you've thought ahead to yeah. what things might be to control this moment. So I guess the, the and I, you know, I mean, you know my husband and partner and actually he's much more like that that sort of looking forwards or looking back as a way to try and control the present whereas I'm completely completely the opposite and I'm so in the present that sometimes it drives him mental because it's you know and for me you know that constant fuck it button comes from various reasons from my past of losing my brother but then also I guess maybe the ADHD and different things and I'm almost the opposite and so for me it's a scarier place having things so controlled and planned because in my world there's no room then to to kind of to go with the flow I guess yeah. um but I but I can see I've seen through him the the whole safety and feeling of comfort in in controlling situations but I suppose it's difficult isn't it because if you control everything there's so little room for life to actually happen it's yeah. you've almost stuff can't happen because you it can only happen within what you plan um well I think I mean it sounds like an amazing 
gift to be giving yourself to try to, to change that. But that's a big, that's a big change, isn't it? That's if, have you always, um, what is it, can you think of a point in the past of where that began or is it always like from, you know, you said obviously your mum was a hoarder and you didn't, at the time, did you not like that? Or is no. it reflectively you didn't like it? I didn't like it at the time. Cause yeah. we, Do you have siblings? Got three brothers older. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did how you don't know how they how did they feel about that? Did, would we all sort of share that idea of kind of um they're more laid back compared to me on this decision. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But that's just me. And I, I and I'm not single because no one likes me. I'm, that's not. No, but we listen. We pigs. We know that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> he, he can fill a room. We yeah. know that. But yeah. I think it's. I, I have. I have quite a few single friends that are sort of. I guess my age. I'm older than you. But I. I think what I've seen from from them is they've just got, as you say, they can do everything themselves. They've made their own money. They. They don't need anyone. And I think when you don't need someone, it's a great place to be in that the, in, in a way you don't have requirements, but then equally it means when you're quite comfortable of knowing you have everything you actually need, it's more sort of that idea of, I guess, adding something that's not there. It becomes quite different. You do become, I've seen it, it becomes quite perfectionist. And and, and then the idea of someone measuring up to um, and rocking the boat of your world that, it's already pretty great pretty sufficient isn't it it's um so so if if this idea of letting the hand break off yeah. is potentially sort of maybe present to future going to bring you joy and happiness um previously it's been the control on the flip side of that what brings you stress and anxiety or worry in life in general like I said in the retreat, the circle of trust, being sick, being I think being sick is the big one because you get to a certain age where stuff around you or to you starts happening. Yeah. To people who you thought were healthy or people who you thought, and it could be like someone had a heart attack or someone had has cancer, and you, yeah. you're like, shit, uh, wow, that. We used to learn about all these sort of stuff when we were in our twenties. Yeah, we never thought it would come around yeah. like this. Yeah. So, does that make you want to control things more so that doesn't happen, or does yeah, it definitely? Yeah. Do you think that some that is part of your whole sort of optimum health and kind of living style comes from trying to give every chance at things not happening to to you yeah. or I guess to anyone that you know. Well, I, I can't control everyone or anyone. No. Or I can control me. I think um, it's one of the reasons why I wouldn't date someone who's unhealthy. Okay. Because I don't want, I don't, I don't want to take care of you. Okay. You're sick. Like, like I, I, I'll take care of you, but I don't. I, I, I want to make sure that I'm, in a, you're in the best position for that not to happen. So, someone who's unhealthy, drank, smoke, ate all this sort of stuff, you, I don't want to, to to have feelings for you to have to be taking care of you because you, you could have done something to change that. But how about like you're, you're dating someone that is healthy and they happen to have an accident and then you end up caring for them? That's different. I mean, is it more when it's their own, 
doing the unhealthiness yeah yeah, yeah that's different okay totally. yeah so that's my spin on it so it's kind of like if people can't take care of themselves then if you can't you take care you can't take care of yourself, then I don't want to be around you. If I'm honest. Yeah. What does that mean to you, though? That idea is it is it um, is it attached to kind of an idea of, I guess the the sort of self respect or self worth or love someone has for themselves. Is that is that kind of what comes through with that idea of yeah them and, having and, an unhealthy? I don't and people are like, but I don't, you you can't respect yourself if you don't take care of yourself. No. You you just can't like. And much of people say, yeah, I'm having a great time. That You're having a great time, but you're, you're waking up in the morning feeling like you're worthless. But do you think, because obviously there's, because you're talking about physical health, though so someone looking after themselves as far as not smoking, the drinking and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, there's a whole side then of mental but, health that we don't uh, know. Also, when I, when I say drinking, like everyone can drink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you mean kind of like abuse, self abuse, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but then then there's the whole side of I guess the mental health with people, isn't there? That kind of um, you don't quite know what's going on for some. You know, someone can look aesthetically look healthy. They can be from from conversations can seem healthy. But there's then that other side, isn't there? So there's not just the physical, and and I guess um, you know everyone's got their things going on but but how does how does that fit for you with the the fitness side how does the kind of I guess mental health and um and mindset side of things sit Men- with where you're at with your I guess motivation for what you do because I'm in a situation where this, this is all I have yeah there's nothing else for me so this is everything day. else for you well, well, whatever head, you want <laughs> in my head, in my head this, this is my this is my yeah. day it's my okay. day my girl so it's day. very precious yeah is that yeah so it, if I didn't have this then I wouldn't say that I'm very cautious about the world of mental health yeah things have been abused a lot over the last yeah for sure for sure sometimes I've spoken to people and their response is, oh, you're, you're still my mental health. And that's how they get out of the situation. And I'm like, okay. it's abusing the word. So, so I'm, I'm very... Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's been used in many different contexts and some of them are quite confusing and yeah. and also undermine, you know, yes. some real situations that are going on for sure. So for me, um, I, I would never say that my mental health is affected. I'll just say that without exercise, I'm a different person. Okay, so so your your fitness and exercise is very strongly linked to how you feel internally. Yeah. What does it make you feel? What's is is that part of the joy? Does it get, what does it does it make you feel like you can control your life, or does it give you actually jo- actual joy? So let me go through it. So basically, I look good. You look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> when I look good, yeah, I can approach any girl I want in my head. Okay. I look good and I feel good. Okay. If I don't look good or feel good, I will limit myself to who I can approach because I believe that's my level of where I'm at. Okay. When, it, when it comes to um, going out, wearing clothes, I know that I don't have to wear a T-shirt, a jumper, blah, 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 like make things work. I can wear a T-shirt, 
and a pair of trousers or jeans. Now I know I look good in it because I've got the, the body shape for it. So everything okay. about the fitness side of thing is effect like it. But man, your confidence. Yeah, 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 my man, this is spiders, the spiders web, and this is the spider of basically what you're. So everything I do, the fitness, the the looking good, the training, talking to you right now, it's all yeah. because I've taken care of myself from the outside. Okay, but how about from the inside? I've done therapy for two years. It got to the point where I was basically. Yeah. I had to stop doing therapy because um, I had nothing else to say. And I was trying to find <laughs> stuff to say. And I, I said to me, I, I read a meme. I saw a meme the other day and it was like, and I kind of, kind of slightly resonated with it. It was like, I, I'm, I've, um, I've done, said, I've done so much work on myself. I'm, I've, I've done so much healing. I now don't like anyone. <laughs> I'm like so healed. It's like, I'm on like vibrating so high. I like kind of, so yeah. what did so what did the therapy do for you then? So that was obviously was that kind of aligning then the inside with this physical. So the physical bit you can obviously control through what you eat, the exercise. The inside is dealt with, is is kind of addressed through the kind of therapy. How how do you marry those two things together? How do they kind of sync together to feel very authentic and and kind of holistic? So basically, um, I know that I'm a closed book. Yeah. And, but before I wasn't a closed book. So okay. I, I was a closed book, went to therapy, became an open book, then became a closed book. So what happened? What changed? So, and so during the retreat, and I'll say this now, is because the reason why I didn't want to be an open book during the retreat, because two weeks prior, my mum passed away. So okay. I, was, I was dealing with that. and I didn't want anyone to know that was okay. going on because I didn't want anyone to feel sorry for me. And I, and I remember speaking to Didi about it, and she responded to me and said to me, "Well, you should you should, you should have part, you should have um, done it two weeks later, or she should have cancelled it." And that's why I didn't get along with her, get along with her because she had no sympathy for everything I'd done and everything she was. And I, I didn't want to have sympathy for me for him, but I wanted to understand that what, what I was going through. Yeah. And, and then I, um, when I was speaking to her about it, because I don't know, this this is why this stuff, blah blah, she was like, didn't care. Hmm. It's just about how she felt, and after I said, yeah. that's, that's why I said to her, everyone, I don't like your energy; she's very negative. So yeah. when I said handbag off, handbag came off when my mum passed away. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Fuck everyone. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah it's time to do it for you. Yeah. You think about me right now? I said that day she passed away. I said to myself, I've gone from a child to an adult. Yeah. One day. Yeah. There's, there's no more ceilings. That I have no more parents to look up to. Yeah. I have two brothers from my father passed away ten years ago. So there's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And so when 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 I was on the retreat and you you asked me, oh yeah, you're so closed off. It wasn't that I was closed off. I just didn't want anyone anyone to anyone to feel sorry for me. Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting thing, and I'm sorry that that's happened. It's it's you know losing people is is really hard, and I think you can't question how people deal with it because everyone is different, and you have to do whatever is right for you. So I don't think the idea of questioning how you dealt with it or, or for anyone. I mean, you know, obviously having gone through quite a bit of grief over my life, it's it's a really it's a um it's it's horrendous 
but it, as you said, it, there's also, I, I believe, and I had to very young, is that everything happens for a reason. And there's also, unfortunately, fortunately, that there are always lessons in the shit things that happen. And it doesn't always happen quickly. And, and, and we don't always know for a long time. But I mean, you know, you certainly can't question how you need to deal with it. And I think for some people, keeping busy is a way to keep themselves going. It's kind of living in the memory of the person that's gone and actually doing it for them. And it almost means something, you know, even more or something different. And and actually they become a part of your strength in doing the things you do and they become a part of your motivation. And I think it's... um it's it, it does give you a massive fuck it button <laughs> yeah. because as you say it's like fuck it like you know you this when you see that it's like it, it's brutal but it it does make you realize that you have to live life doesn't it and it's kind of it's that's really raw for you still now and it's you know I, I was listening to something there's a really good grief podcast actually I think it's called grief grief cast and um it's lots of people's stories but that that old idea of there being stages of grief, they've scientifically they've kind of now proven that actually there aren't everyone's different. It's like a thumbprint. Everyone just deals with it in their own way. And I think there is a side of it where people, of course, feel sorry for you or don't know how to behave or to to speak to you. But I think um I think it's really important as much as you can within it all just to just to give your permission self-permission to be kind to yourself and do whatever you need to do. And if it is talking about it, not talking about it, and that's completely understandable, not wanting to necessarily open up. And at that early stage, I think um, it's a tough, it's a tough job as I imagine as, as a trainer, I've done a lot of mentoring over the years. And when you're that close to someone in one way, it's kind of, there's, there's, there must seem or feel like there's some, um, I wear their boundaries, I guess, isn't there, of where kind of you're training them and it's very personal because it's their body and which obviously impacts their mindset. Um, but it's kind of like where those lines are. Do you find that very easy to to kind of put those or, or not put in boundaries in, in the relationships with clients or understand where in the expectations, I guess, with them of, of ha- what that relationship looks like? Or, or do you, does, is it different all the time? No, I, I think my clients is open. It's open book. Yeah, there's no boundaries because um, there's no boundaries because there's no boundaries, and that's and yeah. that's 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 why I think I have ninety percent more women than men clients because yeah. me me myself I prefer women because when you're around women you don't have to have you don't have to be macho you just you just be like being macho is yeah. probably unattractive or in itself you can just be um sensitive yeah yourself uh, chilled out yeah. yes I, yes i wasn't um sensitive during the retreat but that, but that, but it's just because I, I didn't want anyone to no yeah. but that's you know you don't need to be analyzing yourself based on that one situation that was so close and whatever but i think it's more you know i think it's um it's as long as you know who you are and i suppose you know the retreats and retreats and there's and there's different bits around that but I, I think um it's that it's it's the authenticity isn't it and it's understanding for you what that looks like and that that may well evolve after all of this you know for you with what's happened 
it does make you kind of change perspective. I mean, has it made you, you said take the handbrake off. Has it made you look at things in a different way of, of, of what's important, I guess, in, in, in life or work or, or, or just giving you, I don't know. Not necessarily because, sad enough, my, my best friend died two years ago, so I was still dealing with that. So okay. I was still dealing with that situation because until 80 months ago. So I'm still in that phase of okay. go for it and after yeah. you lose the person who tells you all the time that everything's going to be okay. But yeah. when things are not okay, yeah. when she's not okay, who tells you it's going to be okay? Then, you know, yeah. like, then after you start to realise that, I might be 37, but it's only today I've officially become an adult because there's no one to tell me it's going to be okay now. So you, do you feel like a new sense of almost accountability with yourself that you you realise that there's... Or is there accountability or is there any level of freedom in that? Or um, No, definitely not freedom. I don't say that freedom. I, I just say that I just don't care anymore. Right. I just, I just don't care about... Yeah. I don't care about spending all my money on a situation that I feel might work for me. I don't care about, yeah. which is weird because I should, I should be, I should have been this way more because I, if it, if I spent my money back when my mum was alive, I would have a home to go to. If anything, if anything, if anything goes, if she is the fan, but now yeah. I have nothing to go back to. So oh, I always going to have my brother. So, but, but I have less yeah. of a secure, secure, secure blanket. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So, well, maybe this is a good time then to kind of ask you, um, if you have, like, an earliest memory of pressing your fuck it button. So the fuck it button is saying no to fear, shame, overthinking and judgment. It's not the reckless version, it's the conscious version. You might not have realised it, but do you have a, a memory of of pressing it that was maybe small or large, life-changing or just a small thing that, that helped you in life at a certain point? Instagram. Instagram, okay. Massively. So how long ago, how long have you been kind of really active on Instagram uh, at all? I'd say Okay, so what did life look like before Instagram? Didn't speak in public. Didn't okay. speak Hated my voice. Okay. Shy to speak when I started, didn't, but... Then Instagram came. Then after yeah. you learn how to speak on camera. Yeah. It's almost like media training, isn't it? Without kind of, without yeah. the media training. Yeah. You look back at your stories. I always do that. And I say, okay, cool. I could have said that bit more clearer. I could have done that a bit more better. Just word placement. Like Instagram has yeah. helped me because I start a lot, much more than anyone thinks because I can hear myself yeah. back. Whereas before, yeah. I just spoke and that's it. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger, I went to speech therapy. They used to yeah. tell me by recorder and speak on it. Yeah. It back, but I never done that. But because your stories, you have to make sure everyone can hear what you're saying. You yeah, yeah. Back and back and back. So I think Instagram, and after I see um, a lot of people talking about stuttering, and I look at my, I'm look, I look at say to myself, I must not really care because I literally just speak all the time. Yeah. And so many people are so scared to speak. Yeah. And I just don't, I just, I'm like, I'm not, okay. But what point, so if you, if you, before Instagram, you were more self-conscious about speaking. So you've, you've been a personal trainer for 16 years. So, so for 10 years, were you, how, how did you find clients or how, how was that career built? 
with that before Instagram? Was um, that more localized or? I've always been like in, I'm gonna use a word, but I'm not using that time. I've always been like a celebrity in my head. Okay. Like for example, like I, I know everyone in Camden. Yeah. Everyone knows me in Camden. So in my head, I'm like, I'm a street celebrity. Like yeah. I, should, I, should, I should train you. Like for example, I, like Talisa, I mean, her grew up together. I knew her. Like yeah, I knew Spoonie from like playing football with him when I was twenty one. So like, I, I, yeah. I knew I knew everyone in in already. That makes sense. Yeah, so I'm I sure think, we must have passed passed um, passed at some point. I mean, I've been Camden for twenty or so years as well. Yeah, it's well, it's it's, it's strange, isn't it, London? Because even though it's massive, there are real community pockets of communities, and yeah. Camden's definitely one, and Islington, and all, all the areas of London. They're almost like villages, aren't they? They kind of become kind of yeah. And, and even even being a black guy doing yoga, yeah, twelve years ago, and being yeah. actually, actually good at it was not even it didn't make sense yeah after i think that's i think that's what really made me women want to train me more than anything that he yeah. can do the yoga yeah well there's something about i think there's something about yoga i mean my husband does it as well and actually quite early on in our relationship we we we, we used to go to yoga together and been on yoga retreats and i think it's it definitely shows some level of um I guess there is almost a vulnerability in yoga, isn't there? But you, you're, there's a there's a a level of being in touch with your body in a very different way than the straight training. That you're kind of combination of the strength, the movement. Obviously, there is the spiritual side of yoga, whether or not people get into that. But it is, yeah, I think it is a it. I think it it does show a level of sensitivity in a way, even if you're closed book. I think there's there's a side of it that certainly I guess is perception as you say from women that are wanting to be trained that it says something about you without you saying anything you know I think it's because it's not it's as you say it's not not all men do yoga and and um and there's less I mean I say there's less ego but after we both know after all the years of Bikram there's so much ego in 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 that style of yoga um or the, there certainly was with the confrontation of the mirror and the bright lights and the, but not all yoga is like that. And I think it's um, what attracted you to doing yoga in the first place. What what kind of led you to that? It's everyone always laughs when I say, it, but it's the truth. My friend said to me, "Go to hot yoga. It's a lot of hot girls, half naked. You enjoy it, <laughs> and they'll love you." <laughs> so it was a pulling technique originally. It was it was easier than going to nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Well, people always think they've got to go out to find a partner, don't they? but if you want someone that's into fitness, you go somewhere that's fitness, don't you? You don't, you know, if you if you want a female, if you want to be with a partner that is into sports, or you want to do that kind of thing within your lifestyle, you don't go to a bar where they're getting hammered because you're not going to find probably that person, are you? So it makes sense. But um, and did it work? Um, well, uh, it's weird. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to say yes. At the time, it worked. It worked fantastic. Yeah. But now I, I go to yoga and I leave straight away. I have no, yeah. I, I have no time to be hanging around, chatting to people. Like I, yeah. I, I get in there about a minute before the class starts and I leave straight away and I'm done. Whereas before I would get in there 20 minutes before the class starts and I was hanging around and have a little <laughs> coffee and maybe that was a tactic to, to meet people. But now I'm like in, out, 
and I have no interest. Check in, it all about. <laughs> and after I do, I, I do morning classes, so there's no, so um, no one in the morning, no, no one's got time to hang around. If I've done evening yeah. class, fair enough, people might be interested in that, but now I'm just yeah. Like, it's weird because I, I I used to speak to more people ten years or when I first started, and now yeah. I, I, I barely. I, I but barely... I guess now though you've built your own community, haven't you? So obviously at that point you didn't have the community that you've built through the social media. Yeah. Um, not that necessarily. I mean, it's. I think we'll come onto it, but it's an interesting thing, isn't it? The kind of. It's a funny old thing, social media, and it's obviously it's amazing the impact it can have. And and it's you know, hearing you talking about that confidence it's given, and even sort of working through you know the as you said the confidence and the speech stuff. It's amazing the power it has. Do you feel the impact of the other side of that, the more negative side of social media? Do you do you embrace or do you do you feel that element if? You know, within your sort of, I guess, the side of control and 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 perfectionism, do you get impacted by comparison? Do you do you does that? No. I used to. Yeah, you did in the in the early stages, or um, like you 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 sometimes see someone and you realize on social media, you do not have to be the best to have a following. No. No, for sure. You just got to be. You've got to do something or say something that somebody likes, and that's really it. And yeah. after, that, yeah, following. And now is I've got to a stage where I'm like, you afford. You just it's weird. Social media is one of the ones where you don't have to be great. You just got to know what you're saying to the right person. And I can yeah. and I, I say to you, you're fat. You need to lose weight, and that will offend you. But a hundred people will like that because I'm being so raw and honest. Yeah. So you, you are waiting to lose weight, and that you'd be like, okay, you understand that. And a hundred people will, will feel like oh, that's so boring. Yeah. Actually, just wording on what makes people like you or want to follow you. So does that make you have to kind of really overthink what you're doing at the right time to the right people? Then does it make you even more controlled with what you're doing? Hey, listen, listen. I'll, I'll openly say, like, I use buzzwords sometimes. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use, I'll use like bingo wings because some people don't know where their triceps are. Like, and you'll be surprised. Or I might say, say you like killer because some people, some people don't even know where the hamstrings are. And right. these words are connected to what where people are more understanding of what 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 they're working, and. Yeah. And you get backlash. Oh, I can't believe you. You're calling this, like Sally Light. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm saying that I'm gonna use a word that people can understand straight away. It's a buzzword, yeah. like but bingo wings. I understand it. Like if I said bingo wings to any girl, they understand where it is straight away. If I said try yeah. to any girl, they'll be like, where's that? Some people say where that is. I say hamstrings. Yeah. I'll be like, is it is it your front of your legs? I say, yeah. Oh, well, you get Sally Light. Oh, okay, back in my legs. It's just basically words. Right. I, I use buzzwords to get people. Do you to... explain that to people or is that just something you're doing sort of through marketing to get to the right people? Or do you explain that, that that's what you're saying? So, I mean, is there any level of education in there? I know you you do the videos of sort of trying to how to, don't you? But is so, so maybe, um, maybe to ask even like, so what, one, what kind of motivates you or initially inspired you into this world? 
And now, and, and, and what drives you now? You said that there's a side of wanting to, I guess, ensure that you have the best health and fitness so that you can live sort of optimum and, and eradicate any anything that you can yeah. for your own sake. But what is it initially that kind of, you know, we've said the yoga, but with fitness in general, is it something that you're always interested in or was again that a part of your confidence journey? No. Um, so I'm, I was so into WWF, not WWE, what it's called today. Um, yeah. I was into Linford Christie at the time. And I was yeah, my dad was big, big athletics. So, but, but I, I, I always thought that big bodybuilders couldn't move. Right. Where Linford Christie was in great shape, but yeah. could move. So I, yeah. I, so I wanted to be the Linford Christie. And obviously the biggest sexual visual, video of my era would probably be Pete Andre, Mysterious Girl. And every single girl loved that video. So I saw that as success. Okay. I thought if I can get that body, then girls are going to love me. So, so this idea, because you've said it a few times, the idea of girls yeah. liking you, yeah. based on the like with the yoga and then this. What about them liking you for just for you, like rather than the body bit? Like how how is that? How do you? Is that are there any level in the confidence element there? Because you've talked about girls liking you because of what you look like. Yeah. But what about you, the the fabulous human on the inside? No. What about that? Where does that but come in? But this all started when I was younger, so that's all. That's, that's all. That's all that really mattered. Girls just liking you, and after like, I never got any of the girls that I wanted. I, I was just settled. I'm sorry to all the girls who who played my work. <laughs> <laughs> He's just destroyed life right before. <laughs> um, but um, then, then after you get a good body, and after you, people meet you, and be like, I'm a, you're actually a nice person, then you realize that you, you get the girls that you want, and after they get to know you, so it it, it works. It, it works. So who but, are the girls you want? What is what is it then about? What are, is is it the aesthetic that attracts you to the girls you want, or? It would always be the aesthetics. So like, I'm not going to stay here to put your personality. Yeah. That's so you're not interested in personality. I am, but I, I, I'm not going to stay here and say to you, "Yeah, it's about personality." That's second. Okay. Yeah. Has that always been the case, or is that something that's come through? You know what? I, I was bullied into thinking that um, I had to say personality first, but that's not the truth. The truth is, no, no. You should say the truth. It's, it's just it's interesting, isn't it? And then it's not. It's there's nothing's right or wrong. It's just interesting, you know, why people think the way they think. I mean, where do you think that came from? Was that just from a sort of society and kind of nurture? Or? Um, when you're a young boy, like everybody, you you want everyone to fancy your girlfriend, don't you? <laughs> you do. Like, like you, just, you you want you want you want everyone to look at your girl like, wow, wow, she, wow. But what does that mean though? If some, someone fancies your girlfriend, how does that make you feel? What? Now, 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 not, not, it's not important. But, but back then, it just made you feel like, okay, I've got the girl everyone wants. And, and, and you, when you think about, when you break it down into the pieces, it means nothing. But it just means that they're going home thinking about my girlfriend. <laughs> Some people might think, oh God, like yeah. then they've got to be worried. You know, like if they, you know, they. But, but, but now, but now, when you break it down, it, it doesn't make sense. No, no. But, but that's a younger, younger you felt like that. But 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 now but but now like I just want. Funny thing is, if I was to meet a girl right now, 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who who knows her because it, it wouldn't be on show. It, it, no. Me, whereas back then it would be, it would be on sh- not not on Instagram, but be on like on show. Yeah, if I look at my girl, blah blah, she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Now, so it, did that was that some level of um, I guess status was that, was that kind of needing because you so you were the youngest in your family of the siblings. Yeah. Was there any level of sort of needing to fight for attention? Has any of that is any of that connected? No. Like luckily, me and my brothers are in a such a great place. Like right now in life, yeah. that like if for example, if if my mum had a million pounds, um, my brother and I would probably give it to my other brother. Yeah. yeah. Like you, yeah. you go take care of yourself. You, you make yeah. sure Whereas in some families, everybody will be like, oh, no. Fighting, yeah. You've got this, so you should have to know. It'd be like, but right now, hand on heart, would be like, you're going to do this. And I find that people in other other families Mm. will find that hard to understand that how we just don't really, we don't battle each other. Not competition, yeah. Me, me and my brother battle each other because we battle to see who can buy the most houses eventually one day. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great competition, fantastic competition. Like, 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 I want to be. I want to buy. I want. I want to own more houses. Than him. I do. It's, it's, but what it's does just, that mean? Owning more houses? How? How is it? He's me. He's been my big brother for so long. I just want to let him know that. Yeah, I, 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 I can do it. <laughs> but I can't compete with him because he has a wife, and him. So there's two of them, two incomes. Yeah. So. But it, it's for me, and he'll say to me, yeah, I'm, I'm not competing with you. And I don't even know why he would say not competing with me, because he, in his head, I, I, I can't compete <laughs> But that's our competition, in, yeah. or my, my competition towards him. Just to, you know, yeah, I can do this, you know. I can, but is I, that a healthy kind of drive? Is that good that it kind of just drives you to want to, yeah, yeah. you know, have better life? So yeah. we talked about, like, sorry. Yeah, because even, like, if I asked him for money to buy a house, he'll, he'll give it to me. So, yeah. so yeah, 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 it's soft competition. Yeah, so, so he'll help me get another house. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but then but then he will say, yeah. So now I own half your house. Okay. <laughs> so there's a playful competition in there, maybe. Yeah. Um. So Instagram is maybe your sort of memory, you know, sort of the big. Well, I guess early fuck it. Would you say that's the big fuck it? I mean, is that where it was a kind of big game changer as far as, as you say, your confidence, yeah. moving into a new world? Is it is there a bigger fuck it burn? Is there a kind of, is there anything that trumps that? Or has that been the really big game changer for you? What trumps it is, I used to be worried to tell people I got stabbed in my face because I always thought people would think that, oh, he's part of a gang. Right. And I always thought that I'll be prejudged on that. And okay. then it got to a point where I'm like, Vic, people who work in the city get stabbed for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, when I got stabbed, when I got stabbed, it wasn't because I was in a gang. It was because some guy didn't like me. And after I, I didn't know he didn't like me, and I walked up to him and he stabbed me. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be someone that doesn't like you, does it? I mean, there's quite a lot happens like sons at school in Islington and the stuff that happens to a random stranger. I mean, it's not even that, is it really? But um, there's a, there's a few times you've mentioned sort of being worried about what people think. Are you, are you, does that, is that been quite a big driver through the years of like worrying about an external um, opinion or yeah. 
do you do you need external validation in any way or just conscious criticism we grew up poor yeah absolutely poor cancel system everything yeah and i and i I know why i i I need external um basically people say yes it's because when we grew up poor we never we we never had christmas so we always lied about christmas okay we had Christmas, but we, but we but we didn't have the gifts and that. So I, yeah, remember, yeah. I remember going to school on the first day of January and lying about all our gifts we got. Just okay. to fit in. To feel like you fit in, yeah. And that's, okay. where, that's where it comes from, basically always feeling that I need to, to fit in. Because I remember all my friends, oh yeah, I've got these pair of trainers, I've got this, 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 this Super Nintendo, I've got these yeah, games. Yeah. Oh yeah, what did, you, what did you get? Oh yeah, my mum my my got this, this computer. Not re- realistically, the computer was our next door neighbours, so we can say we've got it, because we can actually say what we can we'll... use it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's where it came from. Okay. Just... Yeah, well, that makes sense. And it's, so that's kind of carried on trying to sort of prove yourself that you can do it and that you've got it. And, you know, now you have got the things. And and um, how does that feel then now to sort of be having had years of kind of, I guess, fake it till you make it in a way, really, isn't it? That then you've kind of, I mean, I guess, has that been a driver for achievement and trying to change that situation for yourself? Is that Amazing. is that one of your kind of, you know, inner sort of drivers? So what happened was um, over last year, I sold all my watches, all my expensive watches, and um, I got an electric car. Well, I'm getting an electric car. And I've gone from a Q8, massive car, to a small electric car, sold all my watches, I said to myself, if I, ha- if I have to impress you with my car and watches, I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Come out of my so life. So you're now kind of at peace with that idea of needing to prove anything. Yeah, I'm like, I, I shouldn't have to impress you with my my car and watch. Maybe, no. my, maybe my house can impress you. That's, that's all <laughs> <laughs> that's all my house and a girlfriend in the outfit. <laughs> no, definitely. Def- definitely like Stop one the watches of the, <laughs> the, the outfit always has to impress you always <laughs> I, 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 Listen, I will t- i will tell everyone that when, on the retreat that we just went on peter did actually send some style suggestion notes <laughs> i'm sorry i probably will be the rebel here <laughs> so you know stylist you, you know you can tell that 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 is important to you but so is that a fuck it button? You know, like that idea that you, that feels like quite a big thing to go from putting that pressure on yourself to try and strive for externally. And now maybe there's some level of that being pressed and it's like, no, fuck it. Like I'm doing it for me. And if you don't like, you know, if you need the car to for that to be the case, then it's not my problem. I mean, that feels like quite a big shift. Oh yeah. Listen, I mean, so like, that feels like quite a big fuck it button. But... The funny thing about it is, like in London, you shouldn't even have a car. No, but but just <laughs> I, I guess symbolically, the car's a thing, and like in the watches or whatever. But but just that idea. Do you, do you feel that that shift in you of like conceptually that sort of being driven by trying to impress, and then consciously, almost consciously removing it, so it's kind of is is there a level of test in there? Is it testing whether people are then still there after you've taken that away, or just you just feel very confident and and at peace that you don't need to worry about it. Don't need to worry about it. Don't need to worry about it, yeah. Like, like I'm not 20. I don't need you to tell me <laughs> I have a great watch or I have a great car. Yeah. Um, realistically, 
I sh- if me and you go for dinner. The, the thing about a watch situation is because the main there's few reasons why I said to myself it, it, it's two days two in you in the UK or London, it's you're always you're always looking over your shoulder. If you if, if you wear a nice watch, um, you're never at peace at all. So it's cause, causing mm. me more stress wearing a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not having it. So like you're scared of your house getting burgled if if, if you're away. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm at stage now where my house gets burgled right now. Take my laptop. That's all you can take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think it's that idea. I mean, you know, I guess it whether it's stage of life or things that happen in our lives, it's that idea that you know, and and, and I guess the whole point with all of this and the, and the fuck it button and all of it for me, it's like you know, it's, it's getting to that point of what's important, isn't it? And I, it feels that a combination of your journey and then obviously what's happened to you over the last couple of years. And, you know, building that inner confidence, it just means that you can live closer to your authentic self and not care. And and actually, you know, that's when the right things and people come to you, don't they? You, att- you attract the right energy and the right people and situations. And, and, and I guess that level of acceptance that it is what it is. And, and I mean, you seem now that you're in a place that you um obviously you know as you said you know aesthetically that you're happy you know you know what you're doing you've built this audience that are responding to the message and work that you're putting out there um is there is there any level of is there any level of um the peace that comes with that of like kind of feeling like you know you've obviously got your goals and aims with what you want to do work but do you feel more peaceful internally now with, yeah. with some of that stuff but yeah come 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 my life goal is to have kids okay that that is my only goal in life right now okay so and it's it's okay what does that what does that mean to you is it is it part of sort of growing your own tribe i guess real kind of the real pmat tribe um, no, just basically, I just, I just always wanted kids. I always wanted yeah. kids. I always wanted to hold my my three year old's hand in the park. I've yeah. always, want, always wanted to um, my kid to talk back to me. Like um, I always, I always wanted to say, "Careful, you witch, witch, <laughs> blimey!" I'm like with two teenagers now. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to say that oh, I, I can't come out tonight. I'm, I'm with my kid, or I, or, or, or yeah. Leave early because you know I, I want to. I want to work. I want to see me you know, before she goes to bed. Yeah, and I say she because I always said. I always said. I always said. I, I wanted a girl first before a guy because I said. Said if you get sick, a woman will take care of you before. A woman will take care of you better than a man will. Where the man will make a lot of money and, and put you in a nice home. A woman. But then you've. But then you started all this off saying how good you are at the the home stuff. So you know you never know. But then when, when my mum got sick, I realised that, that it doesn't matter if if if, it, if it's a woman or a guy or a man, if because we were always yeah. there all the way yeah. through. It. So yeah, make a difference. If you if you care, you care, don't you? It doesn't it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I think it's um, do you do you feel or believe that kind of getting to this place now where you have consciously decided to take the handbrake off that you seem that maybe you've got to a place of giving a bit less fucks, you know, about the external and and especially with everything that's happened more recently with your mum, that it gets you closer and closer to your authentic 
self that might then with letting it go a bit of control then attract the right person that is I mean I, I I believe for me there's certain things in life and I'm 47 I've only just done the work in the therapy and like spent the last couple of years dealing with the various things throughout my life and I always worked hard done quite well at the things I've done but I kind of really have this feeling now that I had to sort that out before the right stuff's actually meant to happen as far as different bits that I'm doing and working on on all different levels and it's like that had to happen and first and, and now actually the right thing's going to come I mean, do you feel like between all of all these bits that now or, or no so I think of it differently so I listen to a lot of podcasts and and yeah. actually this there and he said we all feel that we need to work on something before we can move something I'm like give me everything I want give me everything right now because yeah I could have a heart attack in two days and that'd be it yeah yeah but, but you know, I keep saying, yeah, do you know what? In, in the next month, I'm gonna work on my shit. And I'm so so sorted. In two days' time, I could be gone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, give me everything right now. I want, I want, I want the, the girlfriend now or the kids right now. I want mm-hmm. the, the the house with like my dream type of house with an island, an island kitchen. Just that's, that's what I want. Like a house, yeah, yeah. An island kitchen and a driveway. That's yeah, what yeah. I want. I want the kid. I want the. I want the. The girlfriend or the wife or whatever like getting married is not not as important i want to be able to be in a relationship that's yeah make plans for the weekend because we're going out for dinner with this couple or do we have to go to that to that to meet that to meet that person do we have to yeah awesome you to go out i, I want that yeah I, yeah I, I, I can make money it's i'm always gonna make money because i'm always gonna get up at 4 30 i'm always gonna train people and i'm always gonna motivate people the money side of thing is always going to be there along yeah. the but I can't like right now I'm physically fit I can move I can take my kids to school yeah I, the father the, the like I, I can't I can't wait for the father or the sports day the <laughs> god help those dads <laughs> in that race I, I can't wait for a 25 year old boy to think he's going to beat me in a race. I, I just can't wait like, to think like that. I, I'm like, Brilliant. I can't wait to see the photos of that, the video it, it, of it. it. It'll be all over Instagram. This 25 year old boy, dad thought he could take me. Nah, not happening. <laughs> not, not in this world. Like Nathan Spoon Race. You'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Everyone, everyone the starts. 47 year old mum beating the, those kids at the Nathan like, like, Spoon like, Race. Everyone starts off thinking, oh, this is, this is a rubbish game. Then you see everyone's. <laughs> now people people are dropping it and they sprint it back you're like that's how it all starts yeah but but i just but that's my yeah. that's my goal that's my, my dream to really just well i think when i say you know i've had to do the work i, I didn't realize i needed to do the work it wasn't conscious i've always lived like every minute is the last and i think that's one one thing that that has come for me from my situation has been I, I literally, you know, for wrongly or rightly, I live every minute like it could be the last and I definitely don't wait for that. I didn't realise I needed to do that. But I kind of now I'm like, oh, OK, now that's kind of unblocked a few things. I didn't realise. So, I mean, I think it's kind of you definitely need to be not waiting to do something. You know, you must see it with the weight loss. So I, I, as a stylist all the years, I'm like, oh, well, I'll wait till I can fit in a size 10 trousers and then I'll buy them. I'm like, just dress yourself for now. Do the work you can do. But tomorrow might not exist, and just you know, you have to live live for today, don't you? And it's kind of as long as you 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 feel that you know you're doing all that you can do. After that, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. So fuck it. So 
So we've talked about early fuck it, big fuck it. Is there a moment in the past, and not as a regret, but with reflection, that you wish you'd pressed your fuck it button? Yeah. Now you know what that is and it, how, how it feels and what it means. Yeah, definitely. Stay away. That yeah, well, that's easy. Yeah, I was going to buy a house in Muswell Hill for 195000 during the recession in 2009. My mum panicked. I was literally on the final stage and I pulled out. Oh, really? You wish you'd said fuck it. So fuck it. Yeah. It's worth, it's well, worth, yeah. It's worth about four fifty. dollars I would, I would double my money. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and I've literally put in like £5,000 down. All right. It wasn't like it was. I put like like a half, like, like literally five thousand pounds down. Yeah, one thousand yeah. pounds mortgage a month, which is quite a lot back then. But still, um, it was then. And after, yeah, it, I was like, and I got scared. And and at, at, at that time too, I had a girlfriend, and she said she should help me out, but I was too ego. Uh, but I, I came from my head that you know you can can't help me out. As much as I want you to help me out, but you can't help me out. This, this, I've just got to do this myself. I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, we can, we can sometimes just get in our own way, can't we? I think that's probably it. I mean, maybe it was just the, the, the lessons from it that, that that were right that you didn't for whatever reason. Um, is there a so looking forwards? Is there a moment that you hope that or that you will press your fuck it button moving forwards? Is there something you're like, right, you know, that's now you know, like when you kind of feel you consciously want to sort of for, for you for now or for future my, my fuck it button will come when I meet someone and I'm not unsure about it but fuck it let's go for it yeah because like I'm going to buy another house again in, in the next two in the next year and put it out there um, but I bought two houses before so it's not really a fuck it button anymore you've done it twice it comes out you just come now no. come back have a habit but for me to let go of my um, control yeah, and I have to. I'll have to explain to the to, to the to the person that you got you got to bear me for six months because it's not gonna be easy for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you, <laughs> there's a training period that's attached <laughs> to this puppy. <laughs> like, 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 like sometimes I might not. You're gonna text me, ask me where I am, and I'll be like, I'm like, why the fuck are you asking where I am for? <laughs> but you know what? I think that what what I would say with that, and and again, definitely experience and even now is the communication of that will mean that it will be okay with that person I think the, the the really important bit of that is it is fine that it takes you time but I think it's it shows a level of um honesty consciousness and maturity to have that conversation so if you are saying up front to someone to to a partner to a female this is going to be the crack apologies in advance bear with me I'm not going to find this easy, but let's work this out together. Already, that person, you're not, you're not bullshitting. And I think that it's it's that honesty and authenticity and kind of the communication in it, really, isn't it? And so I think I know you say the houses, but I definitely it feels like for you that the sort of letting go of some of that control and the compromise that comes when with that with the dream, the dream of the partner and the kids feels like it definitely could be the biggest fuck it ever for you when that time and, is right even then i'm like yeah cool i'm gonna have to get a housekeeper because <laughs> because that still takes i'm still in control of that 
poor cow, she's going to not know what it's in its shape. <laughs> I, I, I think she'll be annoyed, annoyed at me, the housekeeper would be, because I have a cleaner here once a week. I remember once, she, 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 cause I was, I was clean, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos who clean before the cleaning. You, you organise before, the, you clean before she comes. And basically, I was, I, was, I was cooking one day while she was here. I was trying to start upstairs. I was cleaning, and she went to me, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm here. It's me, it's me. I hate to make your life hard. I want that to be easy. And after, people say, you'll be like, what? I'm like, yeah, because I know, personally, if I was a cleaner, I went to a clean house, I would do a better job at that house than I would do at a dirty house for two reasons. Why? Because person respect to respect thing. Yeah, yeah. Clean up, make sure, make sure that what we have to do is just basically the little the little bits. And second of all, um, I can spend more time doing the stuff that on 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 the toilets or the, or the, or the bathroom or the, the kitchen and all the little details that I, I wouldn't do because the house is so dirty. So that's why I do it. And I'm used to, and, and I'm, after I, I will never like. I can never leave plates in my sink. My cleaning to do. I'm like that. That, that, that doesn't even make sense. I know some people do that. Some, some people watching things do it. But why, why would you do that? Do it yourself. <laughs> this boy's got standards. He's got standards. He's got I don't have dishwasher. I'm like some people say, "Well, why are you dishwasher?" I'm like, I live by myself. Why do I need dishwasher? You only need dishwasher yeah, yeah. if you have five kids. Um, yeah, yeah. If you've got a load of people in the house, not, not yeah. three, not one kid. Five. Well, it depends, honestly. Like with teenagers, it probably goes on three times a day anyway. It's just so much. But it, it, it's, it's, it's more work. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I think it's really interesting, PMAC. And I think it's, um, I think, it, you know, it was really, I think, give it, you know, for all of us, it's, it's really not always about opening up and kind of sharing all of the wounds but I think that we're all we're all such different it's it's such an interesting world of such different people and we all tick in different ways and I think that a lot of the problems in life is when people just one as you you've said through the different bits of your story judge on face value also you know making assessments based on their own expectations and, and and lifestyle and I think you know being able to understand each other that little bit more really helps us to connect and and, and understand you know who and where our tribe tribe is and are um the the sort of closing tradition on the podcast is then um to be sharing your thoughts of of what the fuck it button feels like means and and why the next guest um, and everyone out there should press their fuck it button. So the funny thing about it, this, the fuck it button is I always, um, when my mum was alive or my, my brother, I wouldn't swear or full stop. And so at this point, the most I swore in, in, in the whole year, let alone a, a whole, a whole hour. <laughs> And it's something I just, I, just, I just don't feel comfortable doing it because I always feel like my mum's watching and my brother looking at me. Um, and so... But for me, the effort button, because I start to train myself out again, <laughs> is that um, you go for it. You go for it. If you tell yourself you're going to do something, you do it. Um, you tell yourself, today, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do this at this time, at this date, and I'm going to do it. If you tell yourself I'm going to lose weight, I don't. you don't tell yourself, oh, because Sunday's my friend's birthday, I can't go to the gym today. You tell yourself you'll do that. If I said to myself, I'm going to lose weight in my head, yeah. And I, I let myself down on because something happened. 
Yeah. If your friend does anything to her, you you wouldn't speak to her. So don't let yourself off from what you said you're gonna do. Just yeah. go for it. Take the handbrake off because if it's if if you talk to your friend and they done anything to you, you you cancel them and not let them down. But it's okay yeah. if you speak to yourself. So yeah. Effort, but give yourself the same kindness and respect that you would give to other people exactly and yeah. you can you can do it if you're trying to lose weight trying to gain weight trying to find a partner buy a house blah blah you can do it it might take a bit longer but the hardest skill was probably talking to, to learn how to talk and to walk and you, st- and you stuck at it if you fell over probably a million times even when you were <laughs> But even when you started to walk, you, your legs started wobbling and you fell over, but you got back up and you came walking and you came walking and you came walking and you learned other words. Like even now, today, I'm, I'm learning new words. My client said a word to me today. I said to her, listen, easy there. Small, small, small words. And I'm like, <laughs> just like, like every single day is a learning day. Yeah. Every single thing you're trying to achieve, you physically can do it. If it's a physical movement or a physical way, or a certain lifestyle, you can do it. You just don't have, you put in the wrong, wrong environment. Yeah, confidence is attached to it a lot as well, isn't it? It's kind of belief, I guess. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the wrong environment, literally, because I, I I like to relate winning to Manchester City. Like, you, <laughs> you, you, you couldn't play for Manchester City if you had a losing, losing, losing mentality. They 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 wouldn't they wouldn't hire you. Yeah. If you're doing you're successful at your club, they'll bring you to their club to be more successful, and then you and then you become a better player because you're now around more successful people who you can trust with your ideas. Whereas you're probably winning in or you're probably trying to win in in a, in a environment where people are losing. Equinox is one of the best gyms in London because people are paying a premium fee and people who are paying a fee understand that if I don't take care of myself, I'm wasting my money. So I have to come to this gym and I have to train hard and I have to do the work because if not, that two fifty dollars training every a month. So yeah, might as well, might as well, you know, do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, we might get sued for that, but yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I would love to think that I had the numbers and the viewers to to they would end up in the hands of the legal team at Nike, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So you know, fingers crossed, we do because I I feel like that would there'll be some level of um achievement in there. <laughs> so so just do it or nothing. Impossible is nothing. We'll go with Adidas. Everything's possible. Yeah. Thanks so much, um, Peter. It's been really great to chat to you and um in a completely different situation environment and um you know and and thanks so much for your honesty and generosity of um of time and. Uh, and you know for everyone to get to know you a little bit more so um thank you you're welcome i, I bet you, you didn't think i'll be that i'll be that deep <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening. We hope that some of what you've heard today has inspired you to live in the present, focus on the joy, and know that you've only got one life, so fuck it. Press your fuck it button and join the revolution.